Hey everyone, special bonus episode with Dan Smoots from the System Is Down podcast and from the new in creation documentary, The Moon, The Myth, The Legend. Dan is uh, is a friend. I had him on the show uh, a little while ago, but I wanted to save this episode for the 50th anniversary of Landing on the Moon, which... Who knows? I don't know. I love conspiracies. I love to get weird. I love to think about things. I love to question things. My mind is pretty open to entertaining almost anything. Um, I rarely just dismiss something when I hear it, even flatter stuff and things like that, lizard people. I'm open. I mean, there might be lizard people. I don't know. Do you know? Do you know for a fact? I'm not sure. Uh, is the Earth flat? I'm pretty sure it's not. Uh, but, uh, you know, I like to see what people think. I like to see why people think what they think. And one of the most interesting things is the UFO phenomena and space and the space exploration. If you look into this stuff, it's really, really, really interesting. I highly recommend Richard Dolan. Richard Dolan is, I think, the best UFOologist because he became an accidental UFOologist. He was a historian. And uh, as he says, he was just investigating things and he decided to... He decided to take a look into the UFO thing, see if there was anything to it. He said, "Oh, maybe you know, I'll give it a couple months, and then I'll and I'll you know, I'll be done with it." Uh, but that didn't happen because um, our government certainly has a, a deep, deep interest in the phenomena of uh, unidentified flying objects in the sky. And there's a lot of that connection with what we're talking about here, which is this shady space program. You know, uh, we get into a lot of a lot of interesting things on the show. So a special bonus episode, the moon, the myth, the legend.com is where you can go find out, watch the trailer for the documentary. The system is down is the name of the podcast. Dan Smoots hosts at TSID pod.com go check it out dan's a really interesting guy uh just just like me you know curious open interested and interesting in entertaining all possibilities asking questions digging finding out information and uh you know it's uh it's definitely fun for me i think it's very entertaining to look at these things um, and ask questions and see what people have to say, see all the all the kinds of uh, novel and diverse perspectives that are out there. So uh, this is a bonus episode, and this is a, a portion of the episode. The full episode will be on Patreon.com. So if you want to get access to bonus content, stickers, T-shirts, join the Mycadelic Inner Sanctum WhatsApp chat group, connect with people from all around the world, that sort of thing. Uh, check it out. Join it. You could sign up for as little as a dollar a month. If you don't, if Patreon's not your thing, I have PayPal. You go on my website, make a one-time donation. That's cool too, uh, and I'll give you access that way. Whatever you like. Um, but hey. You know, just a little podcaster here trying to do what he can to offer people some juicy, delectable, delightful, delicious, uh, dismantling disinformation of the dominator culture. <laughs> Did that make sense? I don't know. I was trying to kind of impromptu D. I'm not going to record this again. I'm not going to do another take. This is what it is. So uh, 
without further ado, let's get into the podcast. And like I said, if you want to listen to the whole podcast with other bonus episodes on Patreon available as well, check that out. I'll have more coming up soon. Hope you guys enjoy this 50th anniversary of uh, making it seem like we potentially landed on the moon earlier than we actually did day. (laughs) Well, I hope you guys find this thought-provoking, entertaining, funny, weird, strange, interesting, and uh, get curious about uh, asking questions and and investigating uh, interesting topics like this, because I sure do. All right. Thanks, everyone. Without further ado, Dan Smoots, The Moon, The Myth, The Legend is the documentary and the website, themoonthemyththelegend.com, tsipod.com. The system is down. Let's hear what Dan has to say. Uh, regarding the research that he's been doing for this documentary. And let's find out the truth. The truth is out there, and I want to know. Dance Moots, everybody. Sounds good. Sometimes uh, on my end, I'll get a little glitchy Skype thing going on. Some people would say... You think with all the, you know, the, this, this technology that we have, you know, we can land a man on the moon, but we can't make, you know, <laughs> Skype connections work, right? Like, what's... <laughs> you would think that. Not, not only can we land a man on the moon, but we can broadcast it back uh, back to Earth and out to black and white television. We can't make TV color, but we can broadcast from the moon. And you and I can't broadcast uh, here in the States to and from each other without... Uh, get losing our connection but you know yeah it is what it is <laughs> only like a thousand miles away right i used to i used right. to i used to live in new york city no cell phone service in the subway but we can land a man on the moon and broadcast a signal <laughs> back to earth unbelievable huh so i i take it do you land on land on do you <laughs> are you for or against these theories like do you believe that we put a man on the moon personally I'm I'm for exploring all possibilities. You know, I'm not sure. I'm I don't I wouldn't be surprised if the answer was no we didn't, you know? And I right. I think I would maybe tend to lead more towards that way just because of my distrust of government and authority. Yeah. Have you looked very much into it? No, I haven't. I, I, I really haven't. That's why I'm so interested to talk to you today and just kind of learn more about this whole thing. You know, I know some stuff um, but not a whole lot. So, um, yeah, maybe that's where we could start. Maybe we could just start about like your journey, like what, what got you interested in this and what you've kind of learned so far and, and what's brought you to make this, this, uh, really cool looking documentary, by the way, I just watched the trailer for <laughs> it. Great title, great image. Um, yeah, I, it, I think it's, uh, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, really what got me into this topic in particular, like I explore all the very much stranger conspiracy, quote unquote, conspiracy theories than this. But I, I felt like this being my first documentary, this would be, as I dig into it, this is like the easy one because there's so much, uh, there's so much out there that people don't realize. And this is also, uh, one that I feel like got people to start thinking for themselves in the past, like open people's brains up to, uh, thinking outside the box in the past. And now it's kind of become this, you know, you, it's just like the throwaway theory, like the thing that we poke fun at. Oh yeah. I guess you don't think we land a man on the moon too. Um, it's like, if you look into this at all, uh, not only is there reason that makes sense to believe it, but, um, it just, 
it blows my mind. Like my my biggest thing that I'm trying to explore in making this film is that uh, it, why are people so quick to say you're stupid because you think we didn't put a man on the moon? Like they get outraged by it. Um, and then if you ask them, do you know how many people have supposedly walked on the moon? They're like, no. Do you know how many times we supposedly went to the moon? No. Do you know how many countries have gone to the moon? No. They have no idea about any of the details around the official story of the moon landing, but they are, you know, the authority on the moon landing because obviously we went there and obviously you're a moron if you think that we didn't. So, like, it, it just blows my mind that just this level of uh, humility that is lacking from people where you can uh, shut somebody down, even though you don't know anything about the moon landing at all, the official story or the theories that uh, it didn't happen. Yeah, but Dan, I thought real true knowledge and wisdom was just regurgitating things that you've been told over time. I mean, is that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely wrong. That <laughs> couldn't be more wrong. Um, yeah, if I don't know, especially like in libertarian circles and stuff, uh, or even like on my show, I dig into conspiracies, politics, and religion, all three. I think they kind of all three go together in different ways, but each different category <clears throat> is really quick to like chop down the other categories. Like political people are quick to say that people who believe certain religious things are stupid and religious people say that political people are stupid. They all say conspiracy people are stupid. Conspiracy people say religious people and political people are stupid. Like they all kind of go together, but they all butt heads for some reason. I don't understand why it's like, uh, people in today's day and age are so afraid of thinking outside the box and exploring different, uh, different thoughts. And I always say on my show, like we all come from a different background. Like we have different upbringings. We're different people, but we're all people. The person you're shouting at online is not your enemy. They're just somebody who has a different idea and came to different conclusions based on what they've walked through in their life. But, uh, you know, it's, it's outrage culture and I'm trying to, uh, push against that in any way that I can. And, uh, maybe telling people, Hey, it's okay to think that we might not have landed on the moon is one way to start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. People, people get really emotional about these things and they defend them mm -hmm. with such vigor and curiosity. It's like, you know, and, and like you said, a lot of the times you start asking them questions and they don't even really know, you know, a whole, yeah. a whole lot. Um, and you said, you know, you, you don't really know why that is, but I, I have a good feeling that maybe you could take a, a good stab at it and, and, and come up with a good guess as to maybe why people feel that way. What, what do you think? Oh, I think it's totally ego. It's pride. It's, it's the thing about this quote unquote conspiracy theory. I don't like using that term conspiracy hoax, um, whatever, uh, conspiracy theory is a CIA term, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> so, um, I think w one of the main reasons why people, I don't know, the, the strange thing about this one in particular is that it is a good theory. Like if this, if, if we actually did this, then America's awesome. We're badasses because we're the only people that did it, which some people don't even know that we're supposedly the only people that did it. Um, like if you look at things like 9-11 and stuff like that, it's like, well, if this is a hoax and there was something shady going on here, then that's really bad and it makes our country look really bad. If this is a, you know, if if this is a hoax, if they pull off this hoax, then either way, we look we look good. This is a really good thing for our country. And so I think it's totally a pride thing. It's kind of pulling the rug out of one little building block of the foundations that for some reason we put a lot of stock into as Americans.
Yeah, and if you look at like the track record of hoaxes, false flags, lies, these sorts of things, you know, the Lusitania, the Gulf of Tonkin, the USS Liberty, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the J- weird JFK stuff and all the assassinations and murders that followed throughout the 60s and 70s and stuff. And then, you know, 9-11, among all the other things, right, and the Snowden leaks and mm-hmm. WikiLeaks, it's like... Well, you know, it's like having a friend who constantly lies to you and then later you find out the truth. It's like, well, what else are you lying about? You know, what else right. is what else is real? Like it's not improbable. It's not like this crazy thing to believe. It's definitely mm-hmm. deserving of like an honest and as you say humble approach and 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 a listening to. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I think that there's a a tendency for people to sort of just latch onto things that they've been told, not really question them too much, and then just kind of defend them because that rationalizes and justifies and solidifies their understanding of how the world works. When in reality, as you know, doing your show, the system is down, the world doesn't necessarily work the way that we've been told it works or that we're shown right. it works. There's a lot of ins and outs, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I've been talking to, uh, I don't know, it's just like this simple concept that I thought was just normal rationality and logic of, you know, I, I might not know everything. For some reason, people have a hard time with that. And I was talking to somebody recently and they were like, I don't we were just talking about a couple different theories and things. And he was like, I wish that I could like have an argument the way that you do. And I was like, I didn't think that we were having an argument. I thought I was just like, I thought we were talking. And he's like, uh, well, you just have this ability to like, you know, strip all my arguments away and take, uh, take like dismantle everything. And I'm like, well, I, the thing is, I wasn't coming into this trying to win an argument. I wasn't coming into this trying to prove a point. I was coming into this saying, I don't know anything. Now let's look at this together and that, and isn't this interesting? And as I do and show you that I don't know anything and I'm okay with that, that kind of challenges other people to be like, what do I know exactly? And they're like, well, didn't we do this? Didn't we do that? It's like, you tell me, that's your argument. Did we do that? Why do you feel that way? And then they're like, oh, whoa. Uh, and they go all, get all defensive because they realize how little they do know. And it's a, it's a pride thing and an ego thing. And I'm I'm personally working on a lot of the ego stuff myself, and I, I think that everybody needs to. So, in your in your opinion, I mean, those are great points, and I agree. Um, in your opinion, what are some of the biggest questions surrounding whether we land on uh, when, whether we landed on the moon or not? Like, what are what are some of the biggest questions out there that uh, that people are asking, and uh, or maybe some evidence is supporting? Sure. I, I mean, there's mountains of evidence that people don't even realize that we didn't. And um, the fact that we, the, the idea that we didn't doesn't really, it shouldn't change how you perceive the world, except for maybe to see that the people that you don't trust, you can, well, you cannot trust them. <laughs> um, so like some of the main stuff, um, a lot of people don't even know, like, the official story, uh, you know, there was the space race, there was the Cold War, we were at, we were neck and neck with Russia, is how we present history. We were both fighting to get to the moon first, and we did it, and that's the end of the story. Russia gave up. Whatever. Uh, that's actually not the story. There wasn't really that much of a space race. Uh, Russia put up the first satellite in orbit, 
uh, Sputnik, and then they put uh, the first man into orbit, which was uh, Yuri Gagarin, I believe his name was. And then um, we were kind of spinning our tires uh, with the the Apollo um, projects and everything, trying to catch up to what they were doing to make us feel cool. And we were at the same time we were putting out all this propaganda. Uh, Disney, uh, cartoons, all these different things, putting out this propaganda, coloring books saying, when we get to the moon, this is what it's going to look like. It's going to look like this. This is, isn't it going to be great when we get to the moon? And JFK comes out and says, in 10 years, we're going to get to the moon. We start the Apollo projects and uh, Gemini or Gemini, however you pronounce it, projects. And um, first, Apollo uh, Apollo 1 burns up on the, the launch pad, which most people don't know, and three people die. For some reason, we don't ever hear about that in the history books. Right, um, right. The whole project started going bankrupt really quickly, like before it even really got started. And then mission after mission, failure, failure, failure. Uh, so the the Russians, their head guy ends up dying. And they kind of, they have like three missions that floundered and they have a hard time doing it and anything accomplished too. And so they kind of give up, but we still are set on, you know, getting this done within the 10-year span that JFK said that we would carry out, you know, before he lost his head. But um, hmm. uh, so we we continue to try and try and try. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, when things seem really bleak and dire and we are basically bankrupt and nobody has faith in like the people of NASA don't have faith in this thing. Suddenly we got it just like that. Pulled it off first try without sending um, a monkey or testing it with animals or anything to make sure that life can survive the Van Allen radiation belts, which we can get into in a minute. Um, all this, uh, all, all these different things. We pull it off first try. No problem. Come back. And then we stop doing it. We haven't done it for 50 years. We did it six times in four years. Then we stopped for 50 years. We supposedly don't have the technology to do it anymore. Right. So yeah. there's that. Not <laughs> to mention the fact that all these missions were under the Nixon administration. And we all know how trustworthy of a guy that man's or trustworthy that man's reputation was. But right. Um, a, a lot of people say, like, you know, I don't know. The thing about this is a lot of people assume that if it was a hoax, then it was a hoax from the start. It wasn't a hoax from the start. This was a project that they were working on once they realized that they couldn't do it to boost morale and make sure that America was still top dog and show our military authority. We had to say, hey, this thing that we've been promising for the last 10 years, we did it. Screw you guys. You can't do it. Uh, and now let's all go on with our daily lives. Right. Yeah. And there's no way for anyone to really kind of like be there to observe and check. You know, the only right. thing is that they have these transmissions, these transcripts and, you know, this, these video footages uh, that apparently have also a lot of this stuff has went missing as well. Right. right. Um, which we can get yeah. into as well. It's been taped over. Some of it's missing. Some of it they threw away. You know, no worries. Not not the biggest accomplishment in mankind. Who, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Like they needed a t like they needed a tape, so they just taped over one of the moon landing transcripts. It's like tape was expensive, man. <laughs> tape was expensive. <laughs> These are the kinds of. But he had a, like a one of their children had a pageant or something, and so they they had to use that tape or something yeah. to that effect. I can't. They, miss my they also lost recital. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they they either. 
I mean, NASA has given out multiple excuses as to where, and what we're talking about is like the initial tapes. We ha- still have the footage because it's been like uh, put onto like DVDs and different forms of um, different mediums and stuff like that. So we, we still have the footage, obviously. It's on YouTube. Um, but the initial tapes, nobody can go back and like look at the actual film to see if any of it was doctored or anything because their reasonings are A, they lost it, B, they taped over it or they threw it out. Um, there's there's like three different things that are said and none of them make any sense because, you know, we it's the biggest achievement in human history and you just threw it out or lost it. Not only that, but the uh, telemetry data, like the data where they were monitoring their heart rate or monitoring like where the space shuttle was at what point in time, all that stuff, they have misplaced that as well. And the the blueprints and the the documents for the the capsule that landed um that was in that was one of the contracted businesses they had all that information and when contacted to find out if we could at least look at you know how they put this thing together they're like well we're not a storage facility or a museum sorry we threw it out <laughs> you're not you're not a storage facility or a museum but you know who would love and kill to have that information a museum and we have lots of those so give it to a museum <laughs> yeah yeah it it makes, it, no it makes it makes no sense right but it's like the story gets out there and they push the story mm. and they push the narrative and you know human beings are designed to accept stories you know we grew up like you know listening to stories around a campfire with the tribe and then that turned into shakespeare and playwriting and you know it, storytelling has evolved throughout the ages and then you know now we binge netflix and things like that but you know this is how we're sort of designed to ingest like information is through narrative through story so it almost becomes like the truth doesn't really matter anymore it's just this narrative that matters this story that makes right. you feel comfortable that makes you feel safe, that makes you feel aware, secure, knowledgeable. And, and then we just get lost in that. And, you know, then people like you have to kind of, you know, dig through this and, and try and be like, hey, like, let's kind of like really find out maybe what's going on here. Um, right. And the other thing that, that's amazing to me is that, you know, like you're talking about how they lost the footage and they lost these things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it reminds me of like when Donald Rumsfeld came out on September 10th and said like, oh, it looks like the Pentagon just misplaced like $3 trillion. Whoopsies. Whoopsie. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then like, you know, a plane supposedly hits the accounting department that keeps all those files and then the backup of that in building six goes down as well. And it's like, wow, whoops, like, oh, and then, you know, the story's pushed out and then that's all you get blasted through the media and no one cares about the facts because they're not being uh, upheld or or served out there. And you you wonder and you go, well, we're supposed to be patriots. We're supposed to be proud of our country and our government. And, oh, this is the greatest thing in the world. And we're all doing this amazing thing and it's progress. And we have, you know, NASA has like, I don't know, $25 billion a year budget or something like that. You know, the military industrial complex is like $780 billion a year and all the money that goes to these programs. And they can't keep themselves organized. They misplaced they trillions can't of dollars. Afford a filing cabinet? Yeah, hire an intern. Sake. I mean, we have to. We have to. The amount of thing. If you think about the amount that the government requires us to keep track of all of our documents, like I run my own business, 
the all the shit that I have to keep track of, and they can't keep track of the fucking moon landing footage. <laughs> Come on, I, I mean, maybe misplace some of the lesser important things. What else are you forgetting if you lost the moon landing footage? Come on. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's it really it it be it's really comical. It is, and I and I like how you incorporated that in the documentary that you're making. Uh, the moon, the myth, the legend. Great title and. Um, the, the humor part of it is, is it, it's comical. It's like this, this yeah. joke, you know, it's like, how dumb do they think we are? You know, and I, it, I'm almost reminded of like, you know, like you said, it didn't start out as a hoax. They just kind of hoaxed it at the end because they were like, shit, we said we were going to do this thing and we got to do it. Right. Kind of reminds me of like, I was talking about this the other day, the, the movie, the dark Knight, when at the end spoilers for anyone out there uh where at the end you know batman decides like hey you know let's let harvey live on as a hero because the real story will shatter the minds of the people and like their faith will be you know dismantled in our in our authority and and that sort of thing and it kind of reminds me of that like it seems like that's what they did right yeah yeah exactly um we we needed a win uh this is also like you know Vietnam War time, like we we needed something to boost morale, and uh, people are really happy to accept this fabrication. And it would not be hard at all for them to have fabricated it. And like we mentioned earlier, like if you want to get into some of some more of the like evidence and shit that's coming up here, um, yeah, like the Van Allen radiation belts we talked about. Um, these are m- most people don't seem to know, but there are dangerous radiation belts surrounding the earth two of them and we this is massive dangerous radiation in the late 60s 1969 in an aluminum can we sent three people through these belts 300 or 36,000 miles when only we had only gone up like 400 miles before 36,000 miles first try pull it off nobody had any problems nobody had any radiation poisoning nothing not to mention Leading up to this point, NASA and all these scientists said, sorry, my phone's going off. Uh, NASA and all these scientists said that uh, these radiation belts would be near to impossible. They were super, very dangerous. We could not go through them. For a year's time, we went through them. We did not speak a word about them. And now they're back after that four years. It's like we shut the belts down. Nobody talked about the belts. And now NASA literally is going out there talking about their their new missions where they're talk they're saying we need to come up with the technology to take us through these dangerous van allen radiation belts didn't you do that didn't right. you do that and they're like well we we destroyed that technology and it's hard to get back why did you destroy that technology that's not how technology works technology well after this after this podcast i'm going to smash my computer and microphone and, <laughs> you know <laughs> we pulled it we pulled it off now fuck it let's move on to something else in the world we yeah like, we got we got the connection all right destroy the evidence <laughs> right and the the problem though with the van allen radiation belt uh argument like it's a really good one to make and like it doesn't make any sense but the problem with it is that I wouldn't know about the Van Allen radiation belts, and nobody would if not for NASA. So NASA told us that these existed, and then they told us they be quiet about those, and then they told us that they existed again. So I don't know that they're there even. I can't say definitively that they are and that we passed through them or didn't pass through them. 
But what NASA is saying doesn't agree with what NASA said before, nor what they said when they went to the moon. So explain, like explain yourself. That that's all I ask is that you explain. Were these belts there? Are they not there? Were like were they? How did you overcome this feat of uh, grand proportions? And uh, there's a there's a documentary by Bart Sabrell. Um, he did a funny thing happened on the way to the moon. He's also the guy. He's the guy who got punched in the face by Buzz Aldrin that gone around online, um, which is part of his second documentary where it's called. Um, I can never remember this name for some reason. Astronauts Gone Wild is the name of it, and he's basically tracking down all the different astronauts and trying to get them to swear on the Bible that they went to the moon. And <laughs> he has one guy, like he does it sneakily, obviously, because people aren't going to just agree to this. But he has one guy, he's like interviewing him and he asks him like, so how did you guys, uh, how did you deal with the radiation from the Van Allen belts? And the astronaut who, I don't remember which one it was, but uh, he says something to the effect of, oh, I don't think we went up far enough to encounter the Van Allen radiation belts. And Bart's like, well, the Van Allen radiation belts are a thousand miles up. He's like, oh, well, then we must have just went right past them. We must have went right through them. Didn't even notice. I don't know. It didn't even affect. Like, they have no idea even what they're talking about. It seems like if you're an astronaut, you would want to know about these Van Allen radiation belts that existed and were talked about before you went up. You would want to know a whole lot about them before you yourself passed through them in a tin can but maybe I'm wrong. All right. Well, that wraps up this portion of the podcast. To listen to the rest of this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash Mike Brank, B-R-A-N-C, and you can contribute as little as $1 a month and get access to bonus content like this. Stickers, T-shirts, magnets, uh, what else? I don't know, coffee mugs maybe coming soon, pens. Let me know what you want. Bonus content, Mycadelic branded, cool stuff. I design it myself, so all kinds of cool rewards. And the Inner Sanctum WhatsApp chat group where you get to talk freely with a bunch of people from around the world, share trip reports, and talk about weird, interesting things that maybe you normally wouldn't talk about. So to listen to the full podcast and get access to rewards and bonus content, go to patreon.com slash Mike Brank and... Have a happy, healthy 50th anniversary of potential moon landing day. Thanks, everybody.